Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today, Dave Anderson, and our producer, William Jeffries. And today, we're lastly talking solid with the dependency inversion principles. It is the ultimate principle. The final principle. We're at the end of the D in solid, and we're getting ready to discuss it as we're looking up examples and whatnot. And I think, you know, going on this journey, definitely have seen ways that I could improve the code that I write to the best of my ability. Let's jump right in. Dave, are you familiar with the dependency inversion principle? I believe I've used it once or twice in my life. According to Wikipedia, the principle states two things. It's twofold, this principle. It wants to be, it wants to be very verbose in what it does. So A, High-level modules should not depend on low-level modules. Both should depend on abstractions, e.g. interface. That's the first one. And then the second one is abstractions should not depend on details. Details, concrete implementations, should depend on abstractions. Uh, Does anyone have any thoughts on what that means to them and how do they end up using the dependency inversion principle? Sounds like we're trying to decouple the modules. Yeah, it's just like, hey, interfaces shouldn't depend on, should be abstracted, but then the details should depend on those abstractions, essentially. That's what it sounds like. I just use dependency injection. Dependency injection, all the things. I think the idea is that you want to separate, it's like a mechanism or principle to decouple your code so that they're not like talking and communicating directly to each other. It communicates through an interface. And I think there's definitely other principles that we have spoken about in our series or solid series that kind of helps you ensure that you're not talking directly to a particular class or object. Right. I mean, I guess like you could do dependency injection, but still depend upon like a concrete implementation. Like if you say, I will only accept a Postgres database connection for my service class then if one day you know you want to move away from postgres and upgrade to the miraculous enterprise level database that is oracle then you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of work for you you're gonna depend on the concrete details you know in addition to paying the bill of that expensive license for Oracle, you're also <laughs> going to have to pay your software engineers to re-implement all those things that depend on the details of the Postgres. You could just use, you know, database connection interface instead of the concrete, like, Postgres database. Right, and the idea is not like calling specific calls that pertain to one particular technology, but then making an interface that has, like, connect and, you know, close and those kind of things in which then whether you're using Postgres or Oracle can respond to those things. My son is very interested in this database connection conversation. <laughs> he's just he's hanging out. He's just like crunched the keyboard. He's like, right mm, over here. nom, 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 He's nom, like, nom, oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> DB connection, <laughs> Oracle, <laughs> Enterprise. That's his thinking sound, right? Oh, thinking. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, I mean, I think he was like thinking that, you know, my thought that a lot of these topics that we were talking about with solid is kind of like peanut butter and jelly like they go really well together so it's just like mm, nom 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking earlier about like design by contract which is is kind of like related to the liskov substitution principle and this 
dependency inversion principle is kind of related to the idea of inversion of control or which dependency injection is one of those things. Right. So yeah, if you have this contract that you're injecting in, that you're inverting control with, then boom, you have that principle going and it's a tasty sandwich. You're making me hungry. (laughs) BRB, (laughs) gotta make a sandwich. Yeah, I think a lot of these principles as we've been going over definitely depend on each other. And this one in particular, the idea that you know, you shouldn't be super specific with the layers that you're communicating across, but instead having interfaces to have methods that will be implemented so that you can then communicate across those layers is definitely from, as you mentioned, Lizkov and, and now this. And then you also have, you know, the interface specificity principle that ensures that you're only calling one or two of those methods within an interface rather than implementing 17 of them, as we discussed previously in our episode about that. And I think it just makes the code a lot cleaner, as Dave mentioned, with, you know, if you want to move from one database application to another, you wouldn't right. have to break your neck. Yeah. Right. And I guess like the specificity thing, like if you're using the connection, the database connection to do a query, then maybe you don't want the even the option of depending upon the closed database connection method. Like you just don't need it. So don't even put it on the table. So what exactly is the difference between dependency injection and the dependency inversion principle? It sounds pretty much the same. It's using the same words. That's kind of confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I I think like the dependency inversion principle is a more general idea of saying, hey, things should be decoupled and you can decouple them with interfaces. Whereas dependency injection is like a really specific way to do inversion of control. Which, like, we were talking about before, like, the peanut butter and jelly inversion of control and design by contract, kind of covering what gets you to a good, like, place with dependency inversion principle. Like, so, dependency injection is one way to do inversion of control. And just a quick Google here, like, there are a couple of different ways that you can do inversion of control besides dependency injection, which is... A pretty common one. That's the one that I often reach for. What are the others? I'm seeing on the the old Google here that there are other patterns called plugin or service locator that can also achieve similar ends. We'll have to have another podcast episode about the service locator because I don't know exactly what it is. It's gonna have to be a little <laughs> hand wavy. But you know, mm-hmm. this it's like there are other ways to do it, but it's like Dependency injection is very straightforward. You just put it in there. You construct your object and inject the dependency in the constructor. How could it be easier? And then, you know, also we get the benefit of, you know, testing and all that. Yeah, I was going to say that makes testing a lot easier when you can inject a mock of the dependency rather than having to deal with the complexity of the actual dependency. Right, which the reason why injecting the mock satisfies things is because we you know are adhering to this dependency inversion principle not depending on the concrete thing just depending on the 
abstract thing. But I guess like there's an even more abstract layer of like different ways that you could go about achieving those means. So as long as the mock implements the same interface as the actual dependency, then you've satisfied the dependency inversion principle. Yeah, I think with the studying of solid and the understanding of all the different principles, I think if you if you got the baseline of all five, then you you can be a a much better developer than someone who doesn't understand solid. But Dave recently found a manifesto website called manifesto.softwarecraftsmanship.org. Oh yeah, it's pretty dope. It's like web 2.0. I'm pretty sure they use Ajax. It was made in 2008 and looks like a parchment scroll. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a little animation effect. I'm pretty hyped about it. I'm ready to sign it, people. I don't know about y'all, but I am. I think after going over solid and explaining the different principles, I think I have to now make it official on this website. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. You guys you have no value idea. the well-crafted <laughs> software. Yes, yes. I signed it. Yeah, not only working software, but also well-crafted software. Yes, Solid will get you that for sure. Not only responding to change, but also steadily adding value. We did. We renamed one of the Solid principles (laughs) for responding to change. We did this together. Not only individuals and interactions, but also a community of professionals. Thanks, you guys, for joining me every week to talk about things like Solid. We're a community. And not only customer collaboration, but a productive partnership. <laughs> what else is a productive partnership if not this podcast? Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm signing the manifesto. If you're listening and sign it after listening to uh, the solid series that we currently have. Look for my signal, Bobby Crewtown. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's going down. I'm doing it. It's happening. I think going over this solid principle is definitely a good conversation to have to ensure that, you know, keeping up on my toes and in these different principles. I'm curious, I'm sure there are other different principles out there in the world of software development. I'm curious, have you, have y'all heard of different ones that we could potentially go over? I can't really think of any catchy acronyms like solid, although I have noticed that solid seems to be mostly a Java thing. Like, you don't really hear people talking about Solid much outside the Java community. So you'd think that the other communities would have something equivalent. I mean, like, yeah, when you have static types, then you got to think about the design patterns and application of these kind of concepts a little more closely because you have to name everything and have a very specific structure. With other languages, like, it's all ducks. It's all ducks. <laughs> but like it, it can still help. It can still help to think about this. Guys, I signed it. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll find another manifesto for you to sign next podcast episode. Hey, we got to go through another one of these. If you guys have any manifestos for us to sign, please tweet them at us. We love signing manifestos. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Let it be software related, please. I don't want any creepy manifestos showing up on Twitter. 
Isn't there like a communist manifesto or something? (laughs) I don't want to sign that one, people. I want to sign software, maybe Agile. Yeah, it's got to be software. You used to be able to sign the Agile manifesto online, and now it seems like they locked it. I don't know if the database is full or what happened. (laughs) I think they're just like, we're good. Yeah, we got enough signatures, bro. I'm going to come up with the Agile communist manifesto. Oh, God. And then that'll be open for you (laughs) <laughs> to still sign it. Oh, man. From each method according to his ability to each method according to its need. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have any manifestos or any acronyms we should go over, I'd be more than happy to, you know, dive down into the world of acronyms to raise the bar on my software craftsmanship as the signature I just signed right now. <laughs> so you gotta get anything deeper. Helps. Anything helps. Anything will help. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.